0: Those type of things just really help me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career.
1: Good morning, you beautiful people, or good afternoon, or good night, or wherever you're at, whenever you're listening to it. We're glad that uh, that you decided to join us today, and we're glad that you're listening. Special shout-out this morning to our our, uh, our Punjab Pakistani listeners. I, I don't know what time it is over there, but hopefully it's, it's early enough where you guys can check out this episode. But we're super excited to have you along lot to talk sports. Obviously, big weekend in sports. We have McGregor's fight. We got conference championships. So we're going to re- recap all of that and really just jumping right into it here, wasting no time at all. The big one of the weekend, we had Bucks beating the Packers 31-26. And I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. We're, let's talk about the field goal. I mean, what the hell was that? They, they kick a field goal. Little over two minutes left in the game to make it to instead of twenty three thirty one they make it twenty six thirty one. Absolutely does nothing for the team. I'm still mind mind blown by this. I know everyone on Twitter is mind blown blown on it. I, I just I don't understand it. I do not understand this. Spaz, can you kind of talk a little sense into me on this? I'm still just kind of f- figuring out the pieces here. What happened there? Why would they kick a field goal?
0: I can't talk any sense into this, and I think Aaron Rodgers is also very pissed off about this. Obviously, after the game, he, you know, said his future was unclear. But I just think that was the worst coaching mistake I've ever seen in playoff football. And you kind of got to expect that from a young coach like Mel Flair. But it just makes no sense at all because everyone knows that Aaron Rodgers, two minutes left, he can get this done. It's crunch time and he can get that two point conversion easily. It's just it makes no sense at all.
1: No, you totally. yeah, obviously, fourth. Yeah, I mean, fourth down, you got to make that play. You got to go for it. And kind of rewind on that. Everyone knows the play before that. Aaron Rodgers, a little bit of pressure in the pocket, scrambled out a little bit. Had so much daylight, could have probably crawled into the end zone. Could have gotten his in his wheelchair and wheeled his way into the end zone. And he just decides to throw in a double coverage, risky throw. Lucky it wasn't picked off. I mean, I at the end of the day, you know, they only got their stupid three points there. But again, I, that third down. Maybe some uh, miscommunication there. No clue why he ran it. Maybe Lafleur saw that, and he's like, you know what? My quarterback is maybe brain dead. I don't know what's going on. Trust the kicker. They got the field goal. I mean, they got the field goal for everyone who had, you know, any teasers of any overs and buying points. I'm sure there were some bad beats on that. If you do have any bad beats on that, definitely tweet at us. But what were you going to say?
0: And here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing bad. You want to talk about the Rodgers rate as a commercial say. Let's talk about his QBR It was 101.6. He had 346 yards, 33 pass completions, three touchdowns. It's not like he was playing bad. I, I understand if your quarterback isn't playing the best, you'll just maybe kick a field goal and hope for a miracle. But it's Aaron Rodgers. A lot of guys... I have argued that he's a goat. Obviously, the public consensus does not agree with that, but he's an elite quarterback. You got to trust him.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I have to agree with you on that. And I mean, like you said, I mean, obviously, he's going to win the MVP this year. Fifty-one total touchdowns, over four thousand passing yards, only five, only five interceptions. And again, the guy's thirty-seven years old, and he's playing like he's in his prime. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. And obviously, again, I know there's there's been talks of. Maybe he goes to a different team. Maybe he's got a, a year or two left in him in the pack. Even you know, again, I don't know. Obviously, it's all speculation right now, but all eyes on Brady right now. I mean, we look at the two old quarterbacks. We got 43-year-old Brady heading to his 10th Super Bowl. I mean, that is mind-blowing, 10 Super Bowls, and the guy is 43 years old, still getting it done. And my favorite stat of all time, because I, I absolutely hate when people say Rodgers is the GOAT or Breeze is the GOAT, now, officially, Tom Brady has tied Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers for NFC championships. That is the funniest thing in the world to me. Get but that garbage out of here. Aaron Rodgers played Go.
0: better than him. Aaron Rodgers played better than him.
1: He than couldn't the, get it done, though. Why, how come he couldn't get it done? I mean, he scored less points. And, again, there's a lot of team factors effort. going into it's it.
0: Team effort. but Overall, Aaron Rodgers had a better game. Brady had a 70, 73 QBR, three picks. Come on. Didn't even get 300 yards. Twenty equations, He's not going to beat my homes in the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, I you know what I've been saying it all all podcasts long. As soon as we started this bad boy, I had Bucks in the Super Bowl. I had Bucks winning the Super Bowl. You know, I actually kind of think the Chiefs are probably going to win this one, but I got to stay with my gun on this one. I'm going Bucks again. They're going to route the Chiefs, and eh, maybe not so much, but I, I'm still going Bucks here. And we'll obviously jump into that. We're going to do a ton of fun stuff with the Super Bowl here. But kind of shifting over gears here again, because I know we have a lot to talk about in football. I wanted to talk about the other game, and that's obviously Chiefs-Bills, Chiefs-38, Bills-24. This was disgusting. This was a disgrace to everyone who watches football. The Bills had everybody fooled. The Bills had everybody fooled. It's you know just like playing among us. We all knew there was an imposter. Nobody knew who it was. It's officially the bills I mean, what what really happened in that Bills game for them just to not even play football here? I mean, they, I watched it all. They came out nine nothing. It looked good. Obviously, you know the Chiefs are going to get back into it, but the Bills are exposed. I mean, the Bills were absolutely exposed. They did not belong in this game. I mean, what did you see specifically?
0: The, the most number one problem with that game was that you can't go to a Super Bowl kicking field goals. They, you know, granted they made all their field goals, but you got to go for touchdowns. It's, it's the AFC Championship. You want to give it the Super Bowl. You can't play a safe game and just constantly make your field goals, hoping that your defense gets a stop. You need to be uh, brazen and go for it. Josh Allen, you know, he did the best he could as a young guy, but he's got to be better than Mahomes. Mahomes dominated him.
1: No, absolutely. And, And, I mean, again, Mahomes, obviously this guy's a total athlete. But you look at a guy like Josh Allen, this guy is built. I mean, this guy is an absolute unit for a quarterback. His hands are the size of me. And I, I mean again, he gets it done with his legs, he gets it done with his arm. I, I don't think a lot of this falls on Josh Allen personally. I think again, just that non existent run game plays a factor. They got to figure yeah, something T.J. out.
0: TJ Yeldon, game. TJ Yeldon should not be your premier running back in the ASC championship.
1: Yeah, and, and they just I mean again, they they need to figure this out. They need to get a run game. And I think the Bills will be back. Bills Mafia, stronger than ever. I the young team. I love the direction they're headed. But for you, I'm sure the headline of this one was there was the no, no Diggs touchdown. We had no Diggs touchdown. Obviously, you've been hammering Diggs, you know, for any time touchdown scoring. And I know even with the loss in this last one, I know you're up a ton of units just because you've been hammering this since about week 14, and he's pretty much came in every single week and got the touchdown. Obviously, it doesn't happen this time. Do you think that plays into it as, as why the Bills didn't get it done either? I mean, I, again... When the Bills don't have Diggs scoring a touchdown, they lose games. So do you think that kind of plays into it as well?
0: Yeah, big part, and Diggs knows it. Did you notice he was the only Bills player still left on the field? He watched the AFC Championship celebration among the Chiefs players, and he was on the field. He was the only Bills player left on the field. It obviously got to him. I think this is going to ignite a fire under him, and I think next season he's going to remain in that uh, top class of wide receivers in the game. I think he might be the number one wide receiver next year. Because of yeah, this I, mean,
1: I, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. The, the problem is with the Bills right now is I think they need more. They just need more weapons. They need someone who, like I said, can run the ball. It kind of takes some pressure off down the field. Maybe Allen can throw a little bit better. I mean, Allen has been for the longest time in almost each of these games. He's the leading rusher for the Bills, which is a great thing. I mean, the guy runs for nearly 100 yards a game. But, you know, you can't really necessarily win games like that. You need to stretch the field. And I think that's just it, it didn't happen here this time. They were waiting for the deep ball. They had Allen's number. They shut him down. The coverage was great, and I think that's really what cost the Bills in this one. Like I said, absolutely exposed. They're going to be back. There's absolutely no question they're going to be back. But I think for the foreseeable future, the AFC runs through the Chiefs. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're the new dynasty of the AFC, and I think they'll be that way for a while. Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Mahomes, you know, he's there for 10 more years. As long as they can keep their core guys like Kelsey and whatnot, the Chiefs will be the premier team to beat. And it's unfortunate, but I just hope someone can dethrone Patrick Mahomes eventually because it seems like he's going to be
1: the new goat as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess kind of shifting into that, the goat versus goat matchup here, we have, in my opinion, a great Super Bowl. I think these are really the two best teams in football. Again, obviously Tampa Bay, they've had their ups and their downs, but coming out of the NFC, Tampa Bay, Right now, as the line currently stands, again, we are two weeks out of the Super Bowl, and the opening line is Tampa Bay plus three, Chiefs obviously minus three. The big story here is this game's going to be played in Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a home team, technically a road team, so they're going to be wearing white inside of their home uniforms. That's going to be fun to see. And then the over-under set at 57.5. I'm just going to call it right now. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your immediate, immediate thoughts as far as, you know, who's going to get the edge on this one over under? I mean, what do you like so far early on? Yeah,
0: uh, quick hitters. I'm hammering the over. I'm hammering the Chiefs minus three. I think Mahomes wins by a touchdown. I just hope, I just really hope it's going to be a good game. Uh, but overall, I think that it will come down to like a three or four minutes left in the game. Last minute, Mahomes drive to get a touchdown to Kelsey. Give me your picks.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that. This one, so this is this is an interesting one to me. I've I've been staring at this line for the last three hours, and I just don't know what to make of it. Obviously, I haven't done my due diligence yet. That'll probably come next week, and we'll obviously we have so much more to talk about the Super Bowl, but immediate thoughts here I like the under. I know everyone in their mom likes the over here. 57 and a half. And it, don't get me wrong, this game could be over a hundred points easily. But I just think with the Super Bowl. Again, you know, obviously we saw the rematch um, earlier in the year. Again, under – actually, it was about 51 points. It was 27 to 24. Obviously, Kansas City won that at Week 12. But I I don't know. I mean, just when I think of this Super Bowl, maybe I'm having some PTSD when when the Rams played the Patriots and it was 13 to 3. And I I don't know. I mean, I'm just – I'm having a hard time with this one. And then as far as the Chiefs minus 3, Tampa Bay plus 3, this is another one I just don't know. I just do not know where to go on this one so I'm definitely gonna be doing my my due diligence here and and kind of researching and and kind of seeing the matchups as far as secondaries and and just everything that that goes with it so I can't give you a pick yet I cannot give you a pick yet if I had to give you anything I'm just gonna go under just because I think 57 and a half is a lot although a fun stat is you know the Super Bowl over in the last 10 Super Bowls six and four obviously not you know determining of of much just a little bit more on the over side but I, I don't know I mean Try to convince me here. Try to try to tell me what you think. What do you see? And uh, you know, I, I'd love to listen.
0: These just are two extremely explosive offensive teams, and obviously Mahomes is always putting up massive numbers. Uh, Brady can put up those numbers. I assume AB is going to be healthy, but also I just wanted to give a bat signal if I could for a minute. If we can raise enough for a Super Bowl ticket. I will go in an Aaron Hernandez jersey and storm the field like how Trump <laughs> stormed storm the Capitol. If it, it, it comes down to a close game and it's, you know, we need one more touchdown for the over to hit, I will storm the field to cause the over to hit. <laughs> Dude,
1: that is – I loved it. I, I love to hear it. That is – you might get shot. I mean, especially wearing the Hernandez jersey. It's one thing to storm a field and then to wear, you know, a jersey of a convicted murderer – I don't know how well that's going to play out for you, but that'll be interesting. That'll be super interesting. Um, it, kind of funny, too. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to have Brady playing. You're going to have Gronk playing. Maybe they'll think you're, you're part of the team. Maybe if you have the Hernandez jersey on, you might oh, get a ball oh, for Brady. Gronk, so I, Gronk I don't know. I definitely
0: think I'm a part of the team. You know, Gronk thought that they were in the AFC still. Did you see that clip?
1: Yeah, I did see that. That was funny. So, what
0: if uh, Mahomes gets his second one, you know, at 25 years old? Where does that put him?
1: Yeah. So great question. So it's actually funny, at least to me, just to kind of hear, oh, you know, the goat, the goat, the goat. The kid's 25 years old. Let's settle down for a second. He's got one Super Bowl ring. I get he's young. He looks great. I'm not downplaying the kid's skill by any means, but nobody's the goat at 25. Just nobody's the goat at 25. I don't care if this kid's got six rings already at 25. Let's say tomorrow he breaks his leg, never plays again. Is he still the goat? I mean, personally for me, obviously, you know, I'm a Lions fan. I can't with with a good conscience call Megatron the GOAT because he gave up and he quit on us early. So I can't call him the GOAT. And I think a lot of the GOAT talk goes into, you know, the longevity of yourself. But as it stands right now, yeah, if he gets two this year, that's going to put him at two at 25 years old. And Brady was 27 when he hit two. So obviously there's going to be a ton of time, assuming Mahomes stays healthy, assuming, assuming he stays well. And, you know, maybe in 10 years we'll have the talk about, is he the GOAT? Is Brady do- – who knows? Brady's probably still playing at that point too. And 53 years old, Brady's probably oh, still yeah. playing. And we
0: saw, the, we saw all know. these teams play, you know, on November 29th, and Kansas City did get the dub 27-24. and 24. But, uh, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice in a season. And one fun thing to note is that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are both in the Super Bowl, but where's Big Ben at?
1: Yeah. And this, I mean, you can't really put this one on Big Ben. I mean, you know, obviously with the situation with Le'Veon Bell, he was ring chasing and that was obvious. Antonio Brown, I think he's just best friends with Tom Brady. I get that. But, you know, poor Big Ben, he's, he's got his two rings. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing AB get a ring, Le'Veon get a ring. I know everyone in the world hates these guys, but one of them has got to get a ring. So it's going to be interesting in that sense. And then one more thing that I did want to talk about the Super Bowl since we're on the topic here, and I thought was absolutely astounding is that this is the first time a home team is going to be playing in their home stadium during the Super Bowl. We've never had this before. This is the only time it's ever happened. And I think this could play a huge factor in a possible Tampa Bay upset, if you will, a a possible Tampa Bay win. So I I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting because obviously they are allowing fans. And it would be one thing if it was a full house, but they are allowing some fans in. So it's going to be a home game. It's going to be a home game for Tampa Bay We'll kind of see what that does. I know the Chiefs, it doesn't matter where they play. They could play in Punjab, Pakistan, and they're still getting the win. So it, it really doesn't matter. But I, and what, what, is, what are your take on that? Do you think that's really going to play? Into no, this? I don't
0: think it will, especially because, you know, COVID uh, with the limited fans uh, or full fans, it's just been spotty all year. I think teams have adapted and adjusted. Now, mind you, Chiefs did have fans uh, this regular season. They had a limited capacity, but I think Chiefs fans will travel, too. And. I, I honestly don't think a home or away team really means much. The travel was one thing, but I don't think it means anything in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's going to play every Super Bowl uh, to win, and he's obviously a fierce competitor, but I think Mahomes has an edge on him. It's going to be a more interesting fight than the McGregor and Poirier won this weekend.
1: Yeah, geez, OP. I thankfully did not have money on McGregor like I know a lot of people did. I'm sorry for your losses there. RIP to you guys. The one thing that we did have, and I called this out in the last podcast too, and it was the under. It's the under two and a half rounds. Like I said, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an MMA expert. So don't always take my advice when it comes to the MMA bets. But I don't know. I just feel like the UFC is just so physical. It's just so violent. Anytime these these big names get together, I mean, these fights, they don't go longer than two rounds. So that obviously hit. Did you have any plays in action over the yeah. weekend for the Yeah, fight? I did
0: lose some money on fucking Hooker, that motherfucker from uh, England. The American guy, I already forgot his name because UFC is so trash. He uh, knocked that fucker <laughs> out. So why, one thing I just wanted to say real quick is if you don't know anything about the UFC like me and you're betting on it, always take the American.
1: Yep. No, and I think that's, that's probably a good thing too. And like obviously on my end too, to always take the under, obviously the under in the hooker fight. Went the under as well. I mean, just go under. Just constantly go under, constantly go with the American. I wonder what the all-time record would be on that, but I got to imagine it would be plus a bajillion units because it's, it just seems every fight goes 18 seconds and it's over. Um, but that's enough UFC talk. Again, this is a sports podcast. We talk about real sports, and I know the UFC does not fall <laughs> into that. So we're going to shift over into the college hoops. Obviously, that the top 25 just got released again today. And for me personally, the big one that kind of came out and surprised me was Michigan jumping three spots to number four. Again, I've been flipping flopping all over the place with Michigan this year. But again, to see them at number four, 13 and one, they jump three spots. And they at the same time doing so, they completely suspend all athletics because of coronavirus. It's surging. They canceled the Michigan-Michigan State game. I'm bummed about that. Obviously, some of you know, I'm a big Michigan State fan. And I don't know. I mean, what are are some of your big takeaways from the top 25 here? What do you see? I love
0: Texas at five, but also I find it weird that Alabama, who's 13 and three, is at nine. I think there's a few teams uh, better than them out there, like Wisconsin or Ohio State, but very interesting. I have seen a few Alabama games, so I can't argue that. But on top of that, uh, what the heck's happening with Iowa? 12 and three at seven, you got a three loss team at seven. That just shows their dominance and Luka Garza's presence.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and obviously they're one of those teams that, you know, they've only lost to really big-name teams except for Indiana. That was, again, going back to uh, the performance there from the shooter who went 0 for 8. I already forgot his name. Such a forgetful dude. He's trash. Couldn't even make a basket. I'd never want to hear that guy's name again. But, again, obviously, you know, they, they play tough opponents. They play them hard. And then, of course, like you said, Luke Garza, Luka Garza, you know, it's just to have a guy like that on your team, They know it's like, okay if we underrank Iowa, Garza is going to put up a million points and they're going to be back in the top 10. Another thing that I I thought was pretty interesting, too, was just Virginia. You know, we got Virginia back in the top 10. As we all know, they're I mean, they're a great team. They're they're always going to be a great team. As long as Jay Wright's coaching that team, they're going to be good. And I I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think as far as Virginia goes? Do you think they're going to be able to at least make a run? Yeah.
0: The ACC is somewhat tough this year. You do have uh, Louisville is also in the top 25 Virginia Tech's in the top 25 Florida States in the top 25, but I do like this Virginia team, uh, given uh, their recruiting class and just who they have overall, some of the older guys on that team. But I, I want to make a prediction. I know we've said on this show that Gonzaga is not the real deal. The West Coast isn't the real deal. I think if Virginia were to play a Gonzaga in an Elite Eight, I think Virginia would route this team. I think Gonzaga does not play real competition. I think there's a lot of teams better uh, than Gonzaga on this top ten list. I think Houston could be Gonzaga. I think Texas Tech could be Gonzaga, given any night with uh, Matt McClung and et cetera. But I think Virginia team's for real, and I think Gonzaga's team is not. I would buy some Virginia stock right now.
1: No, absolutely. And before we go any further, I have to just come clean on, on a confession here. I as soon as I said it, I regretted it. It's not Jay Wright. I know Jay it's Wright looks the exact same as Tony Bennett. They look the exact same. And to be fair, too, I'm not making excuses. I know I'm battling through an injury here, but I just did just blow a contact out of my eye about 20 <laughs> minutes ago. As soon as we started this co- this uh, podcast, so again, not making making excuses. They look the exact same. I know the difference. Regardless, Tony Bennett, great coach. Obviously, nothing taken away from Jay Wright; he's yep. an absolute stud too. Obviously, we see a Villanova, Villanova ranked, three. Yeah, they're We all know they could make a run. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so it's going to be interesting. Obviously, as we're heating up here towards the end of January, February is my favorite month for college basketball. Really, just kind of it shows who who's going to make it, who's going to really make a really run into the Give tournament, me your dark horse. and obviously jumping into the conference Join tournaments. My dark horse. Do you? I mean, do you really want to know my dark yep. horse? I feel like I'm gonna get some absolute shit for this, but it's Arizona State. Oh my god, it's Arizona State. I know, I know, I know, they've struggled this year. The problem with Arizona State is they just haven't played enough games. And again, they're sitting at four and seven right now. I'm telling you right now, they have the they have the talent. They can. They're win not even make the tournament. They're four and three. They have to seven. win out the Pac-12. That's not true. That's not true. They're going to win. They're going to out. They're going to win outright of that Pac-12. That Pac-12 is weak this year. They're going to win outright. They're going make- remind- no, hey, to make. I'm Hey, remind me to give.
0: Uh, remind me to ask you for your drug dealer's number after this show.
1: <laughs> That's fair. No, fair enough. And I see. Uh, you know, a lot of sports fans are going to hear that. They're going to shake their heads and like, I don't know what this guy's smoking. But again, just hear me now. As soon as they can, like start playing steady games, they can start consistently playing games. They don't lose everybody to COVID. This team is going to get hot. They're going to win the PAC, the Pac-12, and they're going to make a run. I'm calling it right now. And again, that's my true definition of a dark horse: a team that looks absolute dog shit, and then they make a deep run. You know, some people are like, oh, my dark horse is Houston, or my dark horse is Texas. No, it's like that's not no, a dark horse. No, my dark horse, dark horse is
0: Creighton. Not- I like doing yeah. That and see, I, I the
1: thing with Creighton too, I, I mean, I would still even put Creighton in that, in that sense. I mean, just in the sense of they're a good team, obviously if, if Creighton won the whole thing, there wouldn't be people out there that are just shocked. But again, if Arizona state just gets hot, wins the conference championship, goes into the tournament, wins the whole thing, people are going to be stunned. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I
0: can't argue that, but I, I prefer NBA because you don't have these dark horse situations. You kind of know what's going on, but Uh, switching over to NBA, the Utah Jazz have really came out of nowhere and shown their dominance and their presence. They're currently sitting at one at the West. They overthrew LeBron and the Lakers. This Jazz team's for real. If you have some money, I know a lot of people don't like to bet NBA futures, but put some money on this Jazz team to win the finals or at least make the Western Conference finals. And uh, on top of that, we have a pretty interesting MVP race. Jokic has been just going He dropped 28 points and 22 rebounds the other night. Uh, I was watching that game against the Suns and went to double overtime, I believe. But Jokic is averaging a triple-double. I expect him to win the MVP this season. Have you been watching any uh, NBA lately?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know me, obviously. The NBA is, is not my sport. It's not my stronghold. Obviously, being from Michigan, I should be a Pistons fan. The thing is, I just know nothing about the Pistons, and I know we go back to you know. I want to be a Hornets fan just because they're they're a team right now. It's like I can claim, I can claim being a Hornets fan. It's not too bad. I'm not bandwagoning anything, and so again, I'm more focused on the Hornets right now. But I was actually just looking at the standings, and I mean, this is just appalling. Pistons three and thirteen. What the hell? I couldn't even name you a player on this. Is Chauncey Billups still playing the Pistons? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who's on. No, no boy
0: Griffin team is on this Pistons team though. You know him.
1: I didn't. I didn't know. Honestly, I mean, I'm, not even, I'm not even messing around. D Rose is yeah. not. Is D Rose still yeah. in the league?
0: There's a, I don't don't what? don't shit on this Pistons team. They got Josh Jack. <laughs> They're no, three and they, have, 13. they have some players, Mason Plumlee, uh, Josh Jackson, Isaiah Stewart, Dion Wright. I believe Okafor is on that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I you're, you're speaking a different language to me right now. I don't even know who half these guys are. I'm a Hornets fan. I've been a Hornets fan for about eight minutes now, so that's my team. <laughs> we you know we're we're gonna make a run. We're gonna make a deep run into the playoffs this year. Lamelo Ball, Rookie of the Year, easy money. Um, what else is going on in the NBA though? I know we talked about the what was it? KKPJ that that drama there with that young kid. Is there any updates? Yeah, he's on him? playing.
0: He's good now. Uh, he's on the Rockets. I expect him to you know go off. I want to see a Rockets Cavs game. I need to check the schedule and see if they play. Uh, the rest of the season because I expect him to have a revenge game. But tonight you have some pretty good games overall. I would say the best game is going to be, honestly, your Hornets versus Magic. That's on tonight at 6 p.m. Central time. If I had to take uh, money in that, I would take Magic minus two. But overall, not really too much going on in the NBA. There's been a lot of good games going on. Hopefully we can get back from uh, COVID the Grizzlies have had you know, three or four of their games postponed. We are expected to play. They are expected to play uh, this Saturday though.
1: Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. And I guess to kind of follow up with that too, you know, quiet night in the NHL as well. Would you believe it or not? There's actually only one single game tonight. I know it's a Monday. They don't usually play on Mondays, but just one single game kind of threw me off and it's uh, it's the two Canadian teams. It's Ottawa traveling to Vancouver. This one right now, I'm going to give this to the Bad Beats podcast listeners exclusively. Game kicks off, or I guess I should say game puck drops at 8 o'clock. And this is going to be a huge, huge, huge lock for Vancouver. Put your money on Vancouver money line. This is easy. Ottawa is just terrible. They're just absolutely garbage. They're terrible. They, They just can't seem to win games. They look like a JV squad out there. So, again, I'm giving this strictly to the Bad Beats listeners only. We're not tweeting this out. This is a lock. But we are not tweeting this out, just to the Bad Beats listeners. So, again, as soon as this podcast comes out, maybe you're listening to it in a couple of days and Vancouver got blown apart 10 to nothing and I look like an ass right now. But I'm saying Vancouver, again, quiet night in the NHL, quiet night really in sports in general, just kind of recovering from the the conference championships. But, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to talk no, about? No, I just
0: wanted to say real quick, if you could – Uh, review us in the app store if you leave your twitter instagram handle we will follow you we are going to be doing some more giveaways uh also shout out to the listener of the week which is in saint george granada it's a uh island in the uh, caribbean i can't even fucking talk outside of venezuela (laughs) so you know venezuela they've had some crazy shit go on nice to see that Someone from Granada is (laughs) fucking with us. But, uh, yeah, uh, please just uh, review us and leave your handle.
1: No, I love that. I absolutely love that. I love listener of the week. Again, as some of you know, we look for the the wildest location that we see, we've been listened to from, and you are going to be the listener of the week. If you're sitting somewhere in North Korea right now and, you know, you're under Kim Jong-un's watch and you don't want to tweet it out publicly, maybe just DM us. DM us, say, hey, you know what, I'm from North Korea. I watch your show. We'd love to shout you out. Maybe on the DL, though, again, we don't want to get to, to you to get executed, but um, definitely going to be keeping it going with the listener of the week. And then just to kind of wrap it up here on my end, I wanted to, to introduce a new segment, which I'm going to call the LaFleur of the Week. And the reason why I'm doing that is because it was going to be called Jackass of the Week, but now it's going to be renamed since the first ever Jackass of the Week is Matt LaFleur. It is now LaFleur of the Week. So obviously my LaFleur of the Week is Matt LaFleur. And I can't imagine yours would be much different. I, I mean, would you would you have to agree with me on that one, or is there? Some no, this is going to
0: be the only time we will ever agree on a unanimous Lafleur of the Week, and that's why we are going to name that after him. The award we're going to be doing uh, every podcast, but <laughs> this will be the first unanimous one. It is, you know, impossible to give it to anyone else this weekend. But uh, we will follow up next week with a new one, hopefully.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, we love you guys, you know, listening anytime that you want to interact with us. We love tweeting back at you. Anytime you have a bad beat, anytime you have a prop bet, that's fun. Anything like that, give us a shout out, you know, let us know on Twitter at lock In bets and also to at bad beats podcast. Hopefully you guys can shoot us a follow and uh, you know, we'll hear from you guys soon.
0: Peace, Peace out. out.